Hello and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noder from Chesco, and I'm joined, as always, by my grandpa Husker Dan from Husker Max in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon, evening? I guess it's seven o'clock there in Nebraska at time of recording. So, how, yeah, how's, the, how's it been? How's it been going? Yeah, it's great. It's uh, I I watched the, uh, the Husker uh, men's basketball game. They beat Creighton, and uh, I we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But that was that was an I did not see that one coming. I I thought that would be a blowout by Creighton, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's why I saw too, because I was looking at the like Nebraska app, and they're like, "Oh, Nebraska travels to play number seven Creighton." I was like, "Oh, great, uh, that's yeah. kind of sad." Because Nebraska just beat Boston College by quite a bit um, uh, during the week, right? And I was like, "Oh, that's that kind of stinks." They can't get two in a row, and then they went out and beat them. So um, we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more. But um, I think we should start where people would expect that we we're going to start with uh, the whole um, Nikki Joseph being uh, unfortunately arrested uh, this past week for. Uh, domestic violence and um i don't know if we need to like describe actually the no no parts of the case out of respect for mickey um but uh, i mean just really really unfortunate that that happened he seemed like such a good guy i don't know the motives anything like that um i can i i hope that it was just a that it wasn't a pattern thing that it was just something that unfortunately happened but um I, I what do you have what do you have to say about this grandpa yeah i he's had a history of uh he got uh, busted for dwi not that that's earth shattering because a lot of college kids uh <clears throat> i would not be one of them of course uh you know he was caught uh i don't know i guess driving while intoxicated which is yeah. in these days is it, oh, it's stupid anytime but and then i think he broke his girlfriend's window to her apartment or something. I might have that wrong, but so there was some other, not domestic violence. I don't know what you'd call that. Probably a misdemeanor. So yeah. He's had that in his background. Um, so you don't know. Uh, I, what, it, what were your, yeah, you, when you first found out about that, when you got all the information, what, what were your feelings? What, what were your reactions? Well, my immediate inclination was this can't be true. Because just the way, like, I, I didn't know that stuff about him back in college, but still, like, he seems like so, like just the greatest guy um, and, and all this stuff. So I was like, oh, that can't be true. So I was, like, double-checking stuff, and I couldn't really find anything. And then they finally kind of started releasing details, and I was like, okay, I think this actually is real. Um, and this isn't something that someone was just, like, misunderstood what was going on or that he was falsely accused of. But, it, 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 I mean, he hasn't made a comment on the – on it at all his attorney hasn't spoken to any news outlets which uh, i mean it's not really helping you if you're gonna i mean that just seems to me like you're just laying down and kind of accepting it um to me so I, that that was more of like the okay i realize what happened here and uh that, i mean it just sucks i i hate this for him we wanted that win so bad for him and i hate this to happen for him i i know it i know it was under his control um and this is all his fault and i know he would probably tell you the same thing uh, but I mean, just after meeting him, he's such a great guy and this kind of soils the image, uh, unfortunately. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. It, once you, once something like happens, this in coaching, it's really hard to get back in because he's not, I mean, rule said he's not going to be, uh, I, I don't know if he specifically said, but it was, it's pretty obvious. Mickey Joseph is not going to be coaching at Nebraska next year. Um, 
And I, I mean, you, you, you put a little question on our script here that was like, is this good or bad timing for this to happen? Uh, what do you think of that, Grandpa? Because I think that's an interesting question. Well, I suppose you can argue both sides of it. It's it's good because Matt Rule didn't pursue, you know, hiring him. And obviously Trev Alberts didn't hire him as a head coach. But that would have been just disastrous if he's yes. And, and Mickey, I don't think I think you and I would agree, was not going to get that job unless he, you know, unless he won, you know, took us to a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, and we won maybe seven games, but you know, it, it's again, that's not Mickey's fault. He was, he was dealt a hand that was, you yeah. know, you're not he's gonna, dealt like a, yeah. I mean, it was like in poker, you get like a crud hand. That's what he got. But uh, I guess it, it's, it's a bad, <clears throat> it's a bad timing for, because well, we knew uh, the chances are that, uh, that, uh, uh, Palmer was going to enter the NFL draft. That's probably smart for him to do that. But now Malachi Coleman is, uh, he's decommitted. Um, uh, and, and, you know, we have Ernest Hausman uh, going to enter the transfer portal. Does that mean these guys can still come back to Nebraska, Malachi and, and uh, Trey? Um, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessarily a done deal, but, but you you're, you would expect when you got a coaching change that you're going to there's going to be some players defecting. It's I don't care. In fact, there would be players leaving the program no matter what. If Scott Frost were still the coach, there would still be players leaving because <laughs> the reason is because they can. The transfer portal is open. You can do that, and um, and it's something that we have to live with, and and that's not going to change. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that that this happened before, before, you know, Matt rule got too far in his assembly of his, of his staff. Yes. You know, yes me too. There, that's a further embarrassment for him and for his staff. Geez, you hired this guy, you promoted him, got him into, you know, or hired him on your staff. Well, he, he can say, I, I inherited Mickey and, and we no longer, we parted, parted ways. Uh, it's just such a tragic deal. And Mickey, had a chance. And I think he was um, being interviewed by, or had an interview with Tulsa, I think on Wednesday. And of course that thing um, uh, fell apart. And so the timing, it's good if you're Tulsa university, <clears throat> so you didn't go too far down the, the road with Mickey, but it's bad for him because had he not worked out at Nebraska and there's probably Matt probably was not going to hire him. I, I, I don't know. I don't have any insider information on that. But yeah, uh, so he would be out of out of a job. And um, so it would have been Tulsa or maybe some other school that might have been a great fit for him. But uh, I just it just pains me to see that because you and I, I mean, we're not boozing buddies with him, but we've been around him a few times. And yeah, and um, and I, 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 I told somebody, I said I couldn't have been any more surprised or shocked if a UFO had landed in my front yard, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's happening with Mickey. Cause I was like, you, it's like, well, this can't be true. This is a misprint or this, whatever. Then you find out the seriousness of that. And it's just, uh, I, it, somebody also said, uh, you know, what, who, who, who is the real Mickey Joseph? Well, I think there's two of them. There's the one that, that we, we knew and, and the, the players and the, you know, the other uh, 
coaches and so on knew that is valid. And maybe Mickey has a trouble with alcohol. I don't know. I'm just saying that. And alcohol and, and testosterone can be just, you know, deadly combination. And maybe, yep. maybe what Mickey needs to do is, uh, uh, is seek help. You know, there are a lot of uh, institutions that he can go to that because he's he's 54. He has a lot of years left. Hopefully he can resume his coaching career after some point. Um, but he needs to take care of himself first. Anger management, yeah. uh, anger or uh, uh, just alcohol and substance abuse. Uh, and if he is very, very contrite, he says, you know, I, I, this one, and I don't, I don't think Mickey's going to do any alibi. He doesn't seem to be a guy who would do that. Oh, I was set up for this, whatever. I think if, if he actually did that, I think you're going to hear him say that. And it's going to be very remorseful. I think he, if he throws himself on the mercy of the court. Um, they may, they may just, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I don't have any legal advice here, but yeah, I, I just hope for his sake that he can resume his career after he gets help, because you can't just turn somebody loose like that back into society. If he has a problem like that with anger management and alcohol abuse. And again, I'm, I'm just saying that I don't know that for a fact, but if that is true, they often go together. Um, yeah. I, I just would hate to have him have his career just end on such a sour and bitter, bitter note. And we were, we were soaring. We had two, big you know we beat Iowa for the first time in seven years and yeah we get a new head coach announced the the next day and we're riding we're on this crest you and I are high-fiving each other we're happy and 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 then this bombshell drops on Wednesday and it's just like wow I didn't didn't see that one coming at all yeah no me neither and it just, I mean, it just sucks. As I said, it's just, I mean, I don't know how much we need to really say about it, but yeah, it just is, it's just stupid. It's, it's not what you want to see happen. It's not what anyone wanted to see happen with Mickey Joseph. But uh, as, as I said, he would tell you, he would probably own up to this. Just, I mean, we have, as you said, we haven't been around him a lot, um, but you, he's just the kind of guy that would tell you straight up what he thinks and right. would, he wouldn't cut any corners with that. And I think he'd probably own up to that now. Um, if you like, yeah, I was in the wrong. So, um, I, I mean, at least I hope he would because that's yeah. the kind of person that he seems to put on an, an exterior. Um, so maybe, maybe it, I don't know. I, I hope that it's not like a two faced thing where he puts out this great exterior and then when the cameras are off, then he's just this not great person. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, a little bit more happier news. Uh, yeah. I shouldn't say more happier. That's not stupid. Uh, but <laughs> I'm on a podcast. Come on. I don't want to talk. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about the women's volleyball. Uh, Nebraska started the NCAA tournament this week. On Tuesday, they played. Uh, no, th- Thursday. Thursday. Sorry. Uh, they played Delaware State. Won that 3-0. They won the final set 25-9. It was absolute blowout. Uh, they struggled a little bit in the beginning. Uh, but they, Delaware state plays really tough defense. And that was kind of what got them to the tournament in the first place. And I mean, when you get a, a team as good as Nebraska, they're going to find a way around it. Sure. Uh, and in the, in that game, Nicklin Hames was back for Nebraska, which definitely helped a lot on can- the Kansas, uh, game sorry, the was. Kansas game. That was right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then, yeah. And then on Friday, uh, Nebraska yeah. beat Kansas three, one, uh, to move on to regionals against number three ranked Oregon or number, number nine, seeded. Number, 
yeah, or, sorry, yeah. number nine total, yeah. uh, number three in their section of the bracket and their quadrant. Um, so yeah, what what are your takeaways from this, Grandpa? This is uh, pretty pretty exciting. Without Kenzie Knuckles, you're made it to regionals. Well, yeah, and Kenzie, uh, we lost her for the season because she's out. I think it's a knee injury or ankle injury. I forget. Yeah, yeah, she's, I think we talked about that last gone. week. Yeah. And then we lost uh, Nicklin Hames, who was you know a great setter for the for the Huskers, and they're running that six two rotation where you have two setters in the in the game. And she's a great setter. A setter for people who don't know a lot about volleyball, and I'm sure I'm one of them too. But <laughs> setter is more like a quarterback. She's the yep. one in this case who sets up the the person to just uh, set up for for a kill, and she's she's great at that. I, I don't know what her winning percentage rate is, but it's way way up there. She's one of the best we've ever had. So, but losing Kenzie is going to be tough. But there's a lot of talent on that team and more coming down this way. I just would love it if, if Nebraska can at least make it to Omaha and be in the final four. That would be yeah. just awesome. I mean, the atmosphere would be insane. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be Christmas break ish. Uh, the, the 15th is when the semifinals are going to be in Omaha. Um, all the <clears> students <throat> would be able to, it would be like one of their last few days after finals. You get all of them to come to Omaha, not that far of a drive. You can have basically a hometown, uh, like a home court advantage, basically, if you, if you can make right. it there. Uh, the way they have to make it there, they have to beat Oregon on Tuesday. Then on, uh, what is that, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday they'd have to beat uh, probably Louisville, uh, who is the number one seeded team in their quadrant. Um, and then they'd have to beat probably Wisconsin in order to get in. They'd probably have to beat Wisconsin in the semifinals, sorry um in order to get to the national championship so it's uh i mean you got three games left in the season i mean not not guaranteed obviously but you got three games left until a until a shot at a championship again so and one from you're gonna have to go through wisconsin so i mean you got to get there first get there first don't don't overlook oregon don't overlook louisville louisville's a good team uh they they made the final four last year so this is going to be interesting i'm definitely going to be uh keeping track of this team this week uh, they have been for the past few weeks, obviously, but uh, definitely this week. Um, listening to some of the game if I can. Uh, I mean, it's on at 9 a.m., so I probably can't. Uh, but uh, we'll 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 have to see you just follow the score. Um, but what are your what are your thoughts? What do you what do you think our chances are of getting to Omaha here, Grandpa? You know, I I like it. I like our chances because of uh, John Cook, uh, and he's been there before. Uh, but there's there's some awfully good volleyball teams out there it's it's going to be bloody it's going to be tough but guess what you know nebraska has done it they've been there before um and their old nemesis wisconsin i i look for them to be in the final four the, those those two teams texas yep. is going to be tough to beat stanford's going to be tough uh, you know it's just you don't know it, it there it's nothing that says slam dunk on this at all uh it's yep. Very, very, very tough, but I'll be obviously rooting for the Huskers all the way. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we'll keep you guys updated with that. We'll definitely talk about whatever fortune comes in Nebraska. Whatever fortune comes in Nebraska's volleyball team this week. Uh, you think I'd be ready for this? <laughs> but, um, you know, whatever, whatever fortune befalls Nebraska this week, we'll definitely talk about it next week on the uh, podcast and uh, give our thoughts on it, whatever happens. I mean, 
by next week, we could be sitting at a Final Four date with Wisconsin. And yeah. we'll, we'll definitely have to dive into that, give a little bit of a do some research on Nebraska volleyball, which never thought I'd be doing for this podcast, but uh, I guess all, all Nebraska sports. So, uh, yeah. but um, anyway, yeah, that's all I have, unless you got anything else. Well, we can... You know, we, we need to salute the Husker ladies of basketball team while oh, we're right, on, yes. on, on chick sports, but uh, Nebraska did something today they haven't done uh, in what. 15 tries, something, yeah, 15 yeah, games. Yeah, 15. They beat Maryland, number 20, 20 ranked Maryland. And Maryland was on a 15-game winning series over the Huskers. And Nebraska beat them, not just edged them, but they beat them 90 to 67. And that was at Maryland. And uh, wow, that is, yeah. that is, I mean, I'm so proud of those girls. They, they lost a couple of games. They got blown out uh, and, and to come back and to beat Maryland uh, is that's no small task. I'm very, very excited for Amy Williams and obviously the, the rest of the Husker Husker players. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And um, I mean, this team's this team was an eight seed. The, 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 the core of this team was an eight seed in the or, or nine, I forget, uh, in the NCAA tournament last season. If they keep playing the way they're playing against this Maryland team, I don't see any reason why they can't be a top five seed yeah. uh, in in any of these in in one of the quadrants here. But uh, I mean, that's I mean, you beat a team you haven't beaten fifteen years, and they're ranked number twenty, and you beat them by twenty three. That's something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. something to talk about right there. And, and uh, then- I mean, the game was close going into halftime. I think Maryland was up going into halftime. Actually, they were up by. What, five going into halftime? Yeah, 30. I think it was 36 31 going into halftime. And then Nebraska outscored them 59 31 in the second half and wow. took the game away. That's, I mean, that's a team that can win in March and in April in those bigger games in the, in the tournament because you can close out games like that. That is impressive. I don't, you don't see that happen a lot, especially against a number 20 ranked team. Right, right. So, then the Husker men, as we were talking about at the top of the broadcast, they they played Creighton at in Omaha at the CHI. <clears throat> Creighton is ranked number seven. Creighton was coming into that game on two consecutive losses. Something that's a little rare. They played Texas, the loss of them at Texas by what two points? Yeah, and Texas was ranked number five at the time, which is just I mean, you lose by two points to the fifth ranked team in the country. Yeah, and you're yeah. still pretty dang good. <laughs> and then uh, they lost to Arizona. I believe, yeah, they lost to Arizona yeah, in the Maui in Gym the, Invitational, Maui, yes. Yeah. And they lost to them by two points, and and Arizona just looked like world beaters. They, they looked like a great team. So, But then I thought, well, okay, they're coming. The Creighton is coming into this game having lost two consecutive games. Um, they're going to take it out on Nebraska. I thought that was going to be the key to this game today. There was going to be a revenge. There was going to be – we're we're this is not who we are we don't lose two games in a row and we're going to take it out on on nebraska's hide and and it uh nebraska was in control pretty much most of the game i I was just surprised shocked at that actually yeah yeah i was really shocked at that too because i mean nebraska hadn't been playing super great recently they had beaten okay boston college team by 20 21 um during the week and then they'd also be uh, okay florida state team uh last week i think uh yeah, yeah last sunday uh by 19 or so not the, a little bit high but anyway uh and then you 
lost your last two games against like legit opponents. Uh, last three games, I guess, because St. John's, uh, Oklahoma, and Memphis were their last three losses coming into that. So you're three and two in your last five like actual games. They played Arkansas Pine Bluff in between St. John's and Oklahoma. Right. So not, I mean, you don't really count that, but um, yeah. And, and and now they're getting into Big Ten play. So I mean, that's just like that's got to be a boost to you beat Absolutely. the number seven team, uh, in-state rival that you don't beat that often. Uh, and, and then you got Indiana, Purdue, and then Kansas state, but, um, and then you go right into some big 10 play. Hang on to your seats. It's going to be uh going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's talk a little Husker football. Um, Matt rule has, well, he hasn't completed his staff yet, but he has, he has several. Do you want to talk about them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we can go through who he has right now. So he's got his running backs coach in EJ Barthel. Uh, Corey Campbell's his new strength and conditioning coach. Uh, Evan Cooper's going to be your secondary coach. Uh, Ed Foley, special teams coordinator. So again, we see Nebraska actually has a special teams coordinator again. So that's that's yep. kind of something that I guess he wanted to keep. Um, and then he's Terrence Knighton is the defensive line coach and Marcus Satterfield, uh, is the new OC. He is not named a DC yet or, or any of the other, uh, right. position coaches. That's all the coaches he's named so far. Uh, and that's not surprising considering all those guys were with him at, uh, his last job in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. Um, so that, that doesn't mean that these guys like stop coaching after that though. Um, I think the most interesting uh, like add, uh, I, I mean, I am, I'm kind of sad. I didn't really think about this. We didn't really talk about this, uh, that, I mean, Mark Whipple getting, uh, removed as the OC that kind of, I, I kind of forgot that he yep. was there kind of, which I guess yep. explains why rule didn't keep him. Um, but a little bit sad to see him go, uh, anyway, but the new OC and Marcus Satterfield, what are your thoughts on him? He has the most, he, he probably in his year, since uh, leaving the Carolina Panthers, he's probably the most promising, I guess, out of these guys that have come in that we know the most about that has had the most success. Uh, he was at South Carolina this past season with Spencer Rattler. Uh, and you final two games of the season, you beat number five, Tennessee, and you beat number seven, Clemson. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? What, what what are you excited about to see from him? Well, I guess the the – the thumbs up on that would be that Matt is getting his own people in there. He's comfortable with them. He's worked with them before. He knows they know each other. That has yeah. to help on the recruiting tail trail. It has to re- help with, with uh, winter conditioning, strength and conditioning, uh, spring ball, uh, getting the transfer portal. These guys, they're all bringing players. They know they'd like to have because they're familiar with them. So for, for Matt, is it's a huge plus that he can get those guys and and he has what 7.1 million dollar budget to just for assistant coaches yeah so I'm sure he can be he can throw out some numbers out there that are pretty competitive yeah uh, dc's and oc's probably gonna garner you know more than a wide receivers coach or a strength and conditioning or whatever yeah exactly so um you know, I, I, I'm I'm happy for Matt because he's getting his own guys in there. And, and you have to do that. You can't say, well, you got to keep Bill Bush. You got to keep Mark Whipple. No, you can't. I mean, I, I I really think Bill Bush did a very, very good job considering under the circumstances. Uh, and an interesting side note. Now, I know Bill Bush was elevated to defensive coordinator not long after 
well, after uh, Chenander got fired, but but Bill was in there working with special teams. And then I forget the guy, the the analyst who took over for Bill, because Bill took the uh, defensive coordinator job. Anyhow, what, what happened, Nebraska last year ended ranked number 129th in special teams. One in the, Out of 130, 131 teams, you can't get much worse than Nebraska was last year. And this year, we ended up being 79th. And that's still 79th. It's not 39th, but it still was a huge improvement. Yeah. So I, we were on the right path with that, I think. So, uh, so it's hard for, I don't know, for me to say goodbye to Bill Bush, but, you know, yeah. whatever. You got to go with your guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that that's going to end up in the long run. It's going to end up helping him out. For example, like Satterfield was with uh, rule in at Temple and at Baylor and at and in Carolina. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more. He know they know each other. They know exactly what he's going to get out of him. That is something that we didn't really have with Frost because, I mean, he was calling the plays. He doesn't right. have this, like, I mean, so he just immediately took over the offensive coordinator role, basically. He doesn't have this relationship, and I think that's going to be interesting to see uh, next season what happens with that and how that relationship seems to affect Nebraska's play. Um, I, I mean, and then talking about other coordinators, I know last week I was saying go get Jim Leonard uh, from Wisconsin because he kind of got stuck yeah. with that head coaching job. He thought he might be a little bit mad. Yeah. Uh Turns out he's decided to return to Wisconsin, so that's kind of uh, unfortunate. He said he announced this week that he was going to return back to Wisconsin, probably as a defensive coordinator. Uh, however, Luke Fickle hasn't said if he's going to be a co-coordinator yet with uh, Mike Tressel, who was uh, Fickle's DC at Cincinnati. Um, mm. So I don't know. I mean, he's coming back, is what he said. So he's definitely coming back, but I don't know if he wants if there's some amount of money that would make him. Uh, if he does end up being co-defensive coordinator, if there's some amount of money that Nebraska could get him for, uh, and 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 bring him over to to Nebraska, if there's some amount of money that would just change his mind to be like, okay, I want the entire thing, but I don't know. He seems like a guy of his word, so I feel like it's gonna be pretty hard for to to convince him to uh to leave Wisconsin. He's he's a Wisconsin uh, he, I mean he's a Wisconsin kid at heart, so he knows uh. He knows what it's like there. He knows the culture. He loves it. So uh, I don't think we're probably going to get him. But uh, who would you like to see as a DC of names that you've heard or someone that you've been seeing doing a good job that has some experience level, Grandpa? I don't know if you've thought about it. <laughs> I think the defensive coordinator for Ohio State is going to be looking for a job. I don't know if I want to hire him or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. They got shelled by, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it was – I, I didn't see that one coming either. I, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things went on over the weekend. Uh, I got, I have a lot of respect. Uh, I, I think, and then, then I watched Southern Cal and uh, lose to Utah. Now uh, Caleb Williams got injured and that had a bearing on the, uh, on but the, still you lose by, uh, you lose by 23. That's yeah, not yeah. your, that's not your quarterback gets injured. Oh, we lost by 23. That's not how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. USC. Yeah. I don't want to hire USC's defensive coordinator. That's for sure. They no. don't even know how to tackle. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, they missed. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause Williams doesn't play defense, so he can't yeah. make any tackles. They missed so many tackles. It was just unbelievable. And credit to Kyle Whittingham, man. He, he came up with a game plan that, uh, yeah. It was really good. They they took advantage, obviously, of uh, 
of uh, Caleb Williams being uh, injured. He, that, that he stayed in the game that long was really kind of a testament to how strong and, and tough uh, Caleb Williams is. So that, that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and they just announced actually like a, a few hours ago over ESPN that he's not playing in the Cotton Bowl. He's just saying some like crazy hamstring injuries, what they said, like a really serious hamstring injury. So that, I mean, that's just, that's pure grit right there. And I, I respect him for that. But I mean, yep. he is kind of, uh, he's a little bit cocky sometimes. So not not a huge fan. But anyway, back to, back to the Nebraska coaching staff. Um, what are you thinking of uh Coordinate. What are your thoughts on this coaching staff? I guess, Grandpa. I mean, I know we already talked about it a little bit, but well, it's too early, but it's not complete. And I, I think you're going to see more of the people <clears throat> that Matt is comfortable with. He knows they have a history together. I'd be surprised if he gets somebody, uh, particularly a defensive coordinator, that he isn't that he that he hasn't known for a long time, and that that he doesn't believe in. And trust. You got to trust going in to rebuilding a program you better have coaches around you you trust that you don't have to break in you don't have to tell them what you want or what you demand those coaches know what what uh, Matt Rule is is going to be expecting of these guys so yeah one one of the side notes and I just got to thinking about that because uh, Marcus Satterfield uh, coached at uh, South Carolina. Well, South Carolina has Spencer Rattler, who we all knew from a year ago when he, uh, well, he didn't really torch us. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was a great quarterback the day that, that we played them. But uh, you yeah. wonder, you wonder if, and I don't even know, we, we don't know if if, uh, if uh, Casey's coming back at quarterback, but wouldn't that be an odd? Yeah. <laughs> Odd situation that Spencer Rattler is now playing quarterback for the Huskers. That would be, you know, anything is anything can go, but it's it's it'll be interesting to see if anything happens to that. I guess is what. I'm yeah, saying. it will be interesting. And I mean, you, I don't know if you really saw anything with Casey coming to Nebraska because of some coach or something like that. I don't know. I I assume there was something like that, but we didn't get any coaches from Texas, but. I don't know how strong a one-year relationship between Satterfield and Spencer Rattler was, but I guess it was, it was a new place for both of them that one year. So maybe, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, It's going to take a lot of convincing for someone to leave the sec to go to the big 10, especially a team like Nebraska. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. As you said, it could be interesting. I don't, I don't know if Spencer Rattler's uh, attitude fits Nebraska super great. He's also one of those cocky guys as well. He's, he's more annoying to me than Caleb Williams is. (laughs) Uh, which is which is saying quite a bit. So I I, I don't know. It we'll we'll have to see. But uh, I, again, it it's just some speculation that you had. So I and I agree with it too. I think that there's there's a slight chance. I wouldn't be mad. Uh, I just don't think he's that good of a fit. Um, you want to get on to some of the uh, what they're they recruiting the the those coaches are out recruiting. Well, one of them is uh, and you and I saw the kid play Tristan. Uh, Albano from Westside, a place kicker. That kid has an NFL leg, and Nebraska. Well, um, at least uh, uh, at least Matt Rule has extended a, a, a scholarship offer to to him. That would be a great, great uh, find. Jalen yep. Lord also from Westside. He was he was offered a scholarship, I think, in just right before Thanksgiving by uh, by Mickey. And uh, he's a wide receiver. He's a track star, and he, he wants to to do track and play football. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up there. Uh, Malachi 
Coleman from Lincoln. Uh, he he decommitted, and and so Matt and the coaching staff are trying to re re recruit him, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can save Malachi because it sounds like Malachi said, "I'm not I'm not close to Nebraska. I'm just opening up my my search." Yeah, yeah, and that usually precludes a okay. I'm moving on to I'm not going to your school. But uh, again, like as we were talking about last week, Rule's going to have to hit this recruiting trail hard and he's going to have to do it quickly. Uh, and he's been doing that because we got a huge list of recruits here that he's touched base with. That's what we've been doing this week, offered scholarships to kids. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I honestly, I think it's kind of weird to say, but the, the kid I'm most excited about that's like actually committed to Nebraska, it would be Malachi Coleman uh, if if he was still committed to Nebraska or if he had renewed his yeah. commitment. Uh, but it's probably Tristan Alvano, the place kicker from Westside, just seeing oh, yeah. what he can do. Nebraska hasn't had a kicker like that in a long time, uh, ever since Alex yeah. Henry, probably. Uh, and yeah. and it's uh, it's just going to be – like he could probably start as a freshman is what yes. we're talking about. Like, and he's And the fact that he was doing what he was doing – like during high school, he must have looked nuts during high school because the high school field goals are wider, so you have more right. leeway. We we only saw him kick on, like at, at Lincoln at Memorial Stadium yeah. on the right. college sized field goal, right. and he still looked insane. So I mean, you just like I'm I'm really excited for that. So we'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, what else you got you, about this recruiting class? So do we put two and two together, Brandon? Frankie, who is from Gretna, Nebraska, he was transferred from Morningside College up in Sioux City, and he was the he was a kickoff guy. And and we he, I I forget what the stats were. I think sixty nine percent of his his uh, his kickoffs ended in the in touchbacks. Yeah, and we we were down there in like the thirty five percent range before. So you wonder if if they think that this kid. Tristan Albano is going to take that job. Maybe he does a kickoff and the place kicking. I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, why would, maybe why would Brandon Frankie want to transfer? He's, he's entered the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, maybe, or they're just going to have, or he's just like, I, I mean, it, it would be pretty boring to just be like, okay, here, you're doing just kickoffs. Yeah. You can't do anything that has meaning. Like, I mean, kickoffs have meaning, but yeah. to be honest, I don't think Nebraska loses many of those games or wins many of those games that they lost by a slim margin because the kicking gets somewhat better or something like that. It doesn't, the kickoffs get somewhat better or something like that. Like, or do they get worse? I don't, I don't think it determines the outcome of the game that much. It is a little bit of a field position thing, but I mean, punting and place kicking are probably the two parts of special teams that actually matter in terms of how the game comes, it comes out in the end. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll have to see what happens next year. But uh, I think when you have two kids that are place kickers on the same team, you can have one of them be the kickoff guy and that's it. So I think maybe he's seeing the writing on the wall where he's like, okay, I've already been relegated where I'm not place kicking. Um, so I'm just going to go and find somewhere else where I can either place kick and do kickoffs or just place kick because I want to do something that actually matters. So I don't know, but we'll, we'll have to yeah. see. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know the coaches have their their work cut out for them. If they're going to try to keep as many of the uh, uh, commits, the twenty three commits, and then if they're going to be losing any of those, they're going to try to you know get some other people to backfill that, and then they got to figure out 
who's going to be entering the transfer portal and who they can find in the transfer portal to take over for those guys. And this has to be a nightmare for coaches. I, I, I do not envy the Matt rules of the world trying to exist in this day and age with transfer portal. It's uh, you don't know who is actually going to be showing up on campus uh, in the, in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel for coaches now too. Um, but yeah, I got nothing else on this recruiting class. If you, if you have nothing else there, grandpa, we're running out of time. All right. <laughs> you know, we're coming up. I was, I was talking to your grandmother, Mrs. Husker Dan. And I say, we have our, our uh, first anniversary coming up. Yeah. Yeah. January. Of the first podcast was but we'll have to do a, like a one-year anniversary show or something yeah we? yeah we got to do that we'll, we'll, we'll definitely start planning that but that's coming up in uh a little over a month here but yeah yeah that'll be fun it's, it's kind <laughs> we'll of crazy yes coming in and you know, <laughs> I, I know yeah i don't know i don't know maybe uh maybe we'll, we'll we'll have to see uh but definitely off season now we'll try to get some more guests on i know we've talked to eric crouch and a bunch of other players we have uh guests we could always bring back on like jordan westerkamp loved having him on um and uh yeah definitely so uh thank you guys so much for listening every single week thank you for downloading uh go tell your friends tell your enemies tell everyone uh about about the show spread the word uh that because that's the only way this show is really spreading right now honestly because we don't have any social media or youtube or anything like that we are working on that uh it's probably going to be over christmas break because i'm busy with the school year i'll get that figured out and grandpa's not that good at technology to begin with so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get it figured out but uh yeah maybe, maybe we'll we'll try to get a youtube videos up there um that kind of stuff but we got it we got to get uh business stuff for that figured out so we'll let you guys know keep you updated with that uh we will be back next week with uh i think next week we're gonna actually do our little season recap thing talk about the lessons we learned go through each game uh briefly uh and and just kind of talk about how we were feeling going in coming out all that all that kind of stuff but uh thank you guys so much again for listening downloading uh means means a lot we'll talk to you guys next week and go big red, go big red.